and you just had to just go, <laughs> right? And so uh, I think we've all found ourselves in that place at some point in time in our lives. And um, doubt, you get your sheet of paper, you're writing the pros and the cons and trying to figure out if God said this or not, right? I mean, that we've all hit that point. So I want to talk about today and uh, just be bold, right? You just go back to that, be, go to the next slide, be bold. Um, and uh, living a fearless life, living a fearless life, right? Uh, let's talk about how do we do that as, as believers live fearless because fear will stop you from doing great things, right? Fear will stop you from doing great things. So we're going to jump into that. Let's give uh, Pastor Rick a great big God bless you. Did an awesome job, right? Worship team did an awesome job. So glad to look into everybody's smiling faces today. Right, you guys had a you had a little break last week, right? Now we're back and rolling. Uh, my kids had one Sunday off last week, and they were like, "Are we do are we off again this Sunday?" I was like, "No, we're not off again this Sunday." They went horseback riding last week, so you know they they really enjoyed being off their day. They was like, "No moving stuff, no nothing." We're like back to church, so uh, we're glad <laughs> we're glad to be back here and to uh, fellowship and worship with you. Welcome to Rock City Church. Um, and uh, we're about helping people. Amen? And we just uh, finished an awesome series uh, about growing, and I thought it was so appropriate to talk about the boldness because after you uh, begin that process of growing, it takes boldness to continue to grow, right? There's things that God's going to ask you to do. And so, uh, Yuri, go to the next slide for me, my iPad. Go back. Yeah, that guy, that guy right there. That You know, m many times we don't look like that guy. That guy... You know, he looks like he's excited about doing something and then at the same time looks a little nervous about doing something, right? And have you ever made a bold move that made you look like that guy, <laughs> right? When, when, when we relocated from New York to come down to uh, Philly, I me and Ray both had that same look on our face. Like, you know, don't know what to expect, no guarantees, don't know anyone, uh, no, that, the, the net, like, like that, uh, the video was showing, the net was being moved from underneath us, and God was literally our only net, and still is <laughs> our only net. But being bold sometimes is just that jumping out into nothing, right? Jumping out into nothing. But God does not want you to live a life of fear. And fear will paralyze you from making movement, right? Fear paralyzes you from making movement. So, Listen, sometimes you just got to be that guy. I mean, if you want to take it every, every now and then when you get scared, just remember this, this face right here, right? Because sometimes you just got to be this guy, this guy that just jumps, doesn't think about, you know, who's going to catch. And that's what the faith, we're going to talk about that today. How do we make those bold moves? Then we're going to look at some people in the Bible who made some really bold moves. And I'm believing that before this year is over, you're going to make some bold moves. Come on. Come, I thought you'd be a little bit more happy than that. Come on, go on. Gonna make some bold moves, right? And we're gonna make some bold moves as a church. We're gonna make some bold moves. We're gonna help you make some bold moves. Uh, I mean, what's bolder than dragging my three kids from New York down to Philly? I mean, that's a bold move, right? That was bold. And 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 looking for housing for two years, three years, you know, bold moves. But guess what? God loves when you get bold. Man, He loves to know that you trust Him so much that that He is just. You know, you trust them all the way. Bold moves. Somebody say bold moves. I want to look at the scripture. Get Yuri. Yuri's going to help me back the other day. Normally my iPad, 
iPad's acting up today. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I want to just use this scripture as a text. I'm not going to be long with before you today, but I'm going to give you something. You're going to walk out of here bold. If you came in a chicken today, you're going to walk out bold. You, <laughs> you guys don't look bold, I'll tell you. I got to take a picture. You're not looking bold today. You're going you to walk out of here heaven bold, ready to do it. Whatever God told you to do. If he told you to write a book, you're going to write the book. If he told you to start the business, you're going to start the business. If he told you to go for the promotion, guess what? You're going to go for the promotion. If he told you to move and look for a new place, you're going to do it. Why? Because you're going to make some bold moves. I'm going to empower you today to make some bold moves. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 12, I want to use this as a text. It says, so if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever. Talk about the new way, the Old Testament versus the New Testament. Verse number 12 says, since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be what? Very bold. So God, now, now I'm saying bold, but God's saying, I don't want you just to be bold. I want you to be what? Very bold. When's the last time that you were very bold? I'm not talking about telling somebody off when they cut you off. That's not the boldest. I'm talking about when's the last time you made a decision that was very bold? When's the last time that God told you to do something that you did it and it was a very bold move? Boldness will move you out of your comfort zone. It wasn't bold if you were comfortable doing it. Come on, come on. It wasn't bold if you were comfortable doing it. Boldness moves you out of your comfort zone. Somebody say that. Boldness moves you out of your comfort zone. Right? But God says, hey, I called you to be very bold. Be very bold. Here we go to that next, the next uh, slide. Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. I love this. This scripture has got me through many tough days. While I was making bold moves, this scripture kept me during my bold moves. It says, this is what God told Joshua. He says, uh, told Moses, be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid of them. All of us have a them. Right? And the question I'm asking you today is, what's your them? Right? I ain't scared of nobody. Everybody got a them. Whether your them is people, whether your them is rejection, whether your them is I don't have enough money, whatever it is, all of us have a them. And the enemy has thrown the them in front of you in order to paralyze you from making bold moves. But today, God's going to empower you to make bold moves. There's going to be an anointing release for you to make bold moves. Be strong. Watch this. I mean, it's not going to be easy. Be courageous. It's not going to be easy. Don't be afraid. Which means that when you go to make bold moves, fear is going to try to creep in. Don't be afraid of them. For the Lord your God will be with you. Watch this. I love this part. Take a picture of the scripture. This is awesome. He will never fail you nor forsake you. Man, what a guarantee, Sister Chris, that God said, I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. You don't know how many days I've quoted that scripture. You said that you'll never fail me and you'll never forsake me. You promised that you will never fail me and you will never forsake me. Man, I thought you'd be a little bit more excited than that. That, that, that. that was worth the drive all by itself, just getting this one scripture, right? That God said, you will never fail me and you will never forsake me. What a promise. How can you not make a bold move knowing that? How can you not make a bold What makes people make bold moves is when they know they have a backing. When you know that there's somebody there to pick you up if you mess up. Come on, somebody. Right? Kids can be bold. 
I mean, kids are bold because they know that they're in the confines of their parents. But have you ever took your child out into the public and you say, say hi, and they get under your leg, they don't want to leave, right, because they're among strangers. But when they're home, my kids will jump from the seventh step all the way down, think they're Superman, right? Why? Because there's a boldness that comes on you when you know you have somebody backing you up. And God says, I want you to feel the same way, that I will never fail you. That's a big promise. I mean, come on, let's be honest, Lorenz, that's a big promise. But God's saying, I'm big enough to back up my own words. That if I say I'll never fail you, guess what? I will never. That's a big promise. Because I have been failed by a lot of people. Maybe it's only me. I know everybody can. I know you guys, everybody's kept their promises to you. But to me, there's been some people that have promised things and they have failed. But God says this, I will never fail you. What a promise. And then he says, not only am I not going to fail you, but I will never leave you. What does he say the next part? I want you to look at this part, the second part of the scripture. It says, then Moses. Now, God's telling Moses this, right, because the people of Israel, they just, they've come out, they're, they're a little frazzled. Right? He says, then Moses, God told Moses this one piece. And then Moses called for Joshua and said to him, as all Israel watch. Now write this down. People will watch your confession. <laughs> oh, man, people love to watch your confession. And sometimes when you're making these bold confessions. Man, I've stood up on this pulpit and made a lot of bold confessions about RCC. And I know some people are saying, this guy is crazy. Right? But you got to make some bold confessions. And watch this. People will always watch when you get in confession mode. And sometimes when you know people are watching, the enemy wants you to shrink down and lower your confession. Well, I may be wrong. But guess what? It's not my obligation to hold it to truth. He says, he will never fail me. He will never forsake me. Are you with me here today? Right? He says, hey. Moses called Joshua, all the Israel's watching him. They want to hear what he's going to tell Joshua, and he repeats what God tells him. Right? So when you are doing bold things, you have to repeat what God tells you. Right? Which means that it has to be in his will. He says, be strong, be courageous. Well, I wonder where Moses got that from. Right? We have the privilege of being in on the conversation before verse 7, and then we have the privilege of seeing what Moses does with that conversation. He's in the presence of God. God gives him a word, then he turns around and tells everybody, guess what, guys? Don't worry about it. Be strong. Hey, don't worry about it. Be courageous. I mean, Moses sounds smart, but all he's doing is repeating what God said. For you shall lead the, these people into the land promised by the Lord to the ancestors. See, see to it that they conquer it. God's going to promise that you conquer Look at somebody and say, be bold. And be strong. Tell them. Deuteronomy, the last part of that process says, then I want you to say, this is Moses telling the people, then don't be afraid. For the Lord will go before you and he will be what? With you. He will not fail nor forsake you. Man, that sounds familiar. Right? Moses just took what he heard in the presence of God and gave it back to the people. Right? But people were watching to see what Moses was going to say. Because when you're making bold moves, people are going to watch. They want to see, are they going to mess up? Are they going to fail? But I would rather fail making a bold move than to stand still and make no move. Can I say that again? I would rather fail making a bold move than to stand still and make no move. Don't let people cause you not to make bold moves. 
I want to encourage you, stop living a life under the safety net and make some bold moves. Go back to school. Go for the promotion. Do what God's called you to do. Start the business. Do the women's shelter. Whatever he's called you to do, make some bold moves. Stop being a chicken and make some bold moves. I'd rather make a bold move and fail than to make no move and stand still. It's always been because I know that God is with me. Next, Yuri. I want you to write this statement down. There can be no decree without first a decision. There can be no decree without first a decision. And we're going to talk about the power of decree because when you start making bold moves, remember, before Moses could mobilize the people, he had to first go tell them, be courageous, be strong. Don't worry about what you see or what you think. Right? But watch, he had to make a decision first in himself to receive what God was giving him. Right? So there can be no decree without first making a decision. So today you're going to make a decision that I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Because God has the what? Perfect plan for the perfect me. God has the perfect plan for the perfect me. I, I, I love this, this scripture in Job. Go to next, uh, Job 22 verse 28. That should look very familiar, right? You guys should know this like the back of your hand. This is a part of our confession. That you should also, I love this in the Amplify, decide and decree. You can't decree without making a decision. Right? Otherwise, you're just talking words. He said you should decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established. Watch this. I love this. He says all I need you to do is speak it, and I'll establish it. If I had the right people, I'd be, I'd be really working that point right there. I felt you have it. Mm. Yeah, all, all, all I need you to do is decide, decree, I'll establish. Decide, decree, I'll establish. Watch this. The pressure's off of you. God says, I'll do the establishing. I just need you to decide and decree it, and your decree gives me permission to establish. That's why the enemy wants you to speak the wrong words, because the wrong words forbids God from establishing things. Watch this. For you. There's things that God has for you, but he said, hey, I just need you to speak into the atmosphere and stay with that decision. No matter how it looks, stay with that decision. And watch this. I'll establish it for you. I mean, when I read that scripture, I got excited because so many things we try to do in our own strength. And he said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He says, hey, I'm not asking you to do it. I'm asking you to agree with what I'm going to do. Come on. I'm not asking you to do it, but I am asking you to agree with what I'm going to do. I want to do great things in your life. Do you agree? Yes, God. If you agree, stay agreeing because the enemy wants you to disagree so that God can't establish. He says, if you decide and you decree, I'll establish. Man, that's a good partnership. I'll establish it for you in the light. Watch this. Once, once it is decided, go back here. I'm sorry. Once it is decided and you decree it, I'll establish it for you. And here's, here's the great thing. You don't even have to figure out which way to go. The light of God's favor is going to shine upon your ways. Oh. Uh, come on. So, uh, that means that you couldn't see it before because you wouldn't agree with his word. 
But once I come into agreement, God, come on. Once I come into agreement with him, what was dark now becomes lit up. Come on, come on. I couldn't see it before. But now that I agree with him and I'm decreeing it, watch this, the light begins to shine. Oh, I didn't see that before. The way was, uh, come on, come on, talk to me here. Come on, the way was always there. You just didn't allow God to shine his favor upon the way. Everything you need is already there. I got to remind myself of that every week. God, everything we need is already there. It's already, you have it. Just let your favor shine upon it so it's clear. This scripture right here will get you through many hard times. Look at the definition of decree. Decree means three things. We're almost there. An authoritative order. So when you decree something, it's not, well, yeah, I'm good, you know. No, 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 no. That word authoritative, you got to put your authority hat on, decree, that I am blessed. Come on. I am healed. My house is blessed. Come on. I, I, I live under the favor of God. I walk in the goodness of the Lord. Come on, you got to get authoritative. Come on, I'm blessed going in. You can clap your hand, that's right. And I'm blessed going out. Come on, everything I do is blessed. It is an authoritative, when I decree, watch this, it is an authoritative order. I am giving orders for something to take place. So first, you got to understand who God made you, right? He says, hey, the heavens belong to me, but the earth have I given unto the children of men, the Bible says. So you have authority in the earth. So when you decree something, it is an authoritative order. The second definition is it is a judicial decision. The word decree is a legal terminology. When you decree something, that means if it did not exist, it now can exist. Oh. Man, I wish y'all was, I, I mean, I know y'all had a week off, but come on, stay with me. Stay, I'm, I'm almost done. If it did not exist, you give it permission to exist when you decree it. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. So if you ever studied the old times where kings would literally sit on thrones, the king could say whatever he said. There will always be somewhere there to write it down because what the king said became law. What the king said became law. So if it did not exist, it's irrelevant. The point is the person that had the authority to decree it said it, and now it manifested. He says, I've given you that same power. When you become a child of God, when you decree it, it's a judicial decision. Gosh. The verdict is up to you. The verdict is up to you. The third thing, I'm going to move on because y'all not getting that. The third part is one having the force of law. One having the force of law. Somebody say decree it. Now declare, uh, um, establish. Go to the next uh, slide, Uriah, please. Next one. Establish to install or settle in a position, a place, or business. So when we talk about establishing, when God says, I'm going to, you decree it. Right? You give it permission, you speak it, I'll establish it. That means that I will install it for you. Oh, come on, man. Rob, y'all awake, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you with me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you clap. I'm glad you're here. Come back every week, all right? I gotta, I will <laughs> install. Now, now, watch this. 
you know buying the pieces to something is always cheaper than the cost of the labor to buy what you, to install what you brought. You, you, you ever had an issue with your car? And even, come on, come on you feeling me? Even if, even if the piece is expensive, it's the labor. The labor's a ripoff. It's the labor, man. It, it, it's the labor. You, you can buy the baller, but to get the baller installed, because what? It's a special skill set that it takes. It's a certification. Gosh. That it takes to it. You can't watch a YouTube video and do it. it. There's certain certifications. Watch this. He says, hey, I will install it. You decree it gives me the pieces. But I take your decree and I install your decree. Gosh. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Five more minutes. We're there. I install your decree. So watch this. My family is blessed. My children are saved. Right now, that is the opposite of what everything you see. Your family are hellions. <laughs> your kids are running amok. But God says, if you hold fast to your confession, I'm going to install those words. Gosh. I'm going to install it, Pastor Rick. I, 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 I'm going to install it in a position. I'll do it in a place. I'll even do it in your business. Woo! Come on, come on. I, I'll install it. So this only works at church. No, it doesn't. No, no, it works in any position. It'll work in any place. And I dare to try that work. It'll work in any business. Oh. He's qualified across the board in all states, in all cities, for all installations. Gosh, come on, some. See, I thought you'd be doing back. Cartwheels and th th thank you, man. You you a good armor bearer, man. Uh, um, to install, man. When I read this, I'm telling you, I had church by myself, so that's why I'm a little excited today. I'm sorry, I'm a little. I, I received it by myself. To install, I said, when he's, he's I'll establish it means you decree it, I'll install it in any position, in any place, and any business. The second definition, real quick, to prove it means it's certified. To prove it. Number three, to bring out permanently. So things that may be hidden, right, it's yours, but the enemy wants to keep it out of your reach and out of your knowledge. But God says, I'm going to bring it out permanently. I'm going to, <laughs> it's not going to, that means that when he blesses you, as long as you stay in line with him, you are blessed permanently. When he heals you, you are healed permanently. Oh, come on, somebody. When he increases you, he increases you permanently. That's why it's best if he installs it. So, so uh, uh, not too long ago, I had an issue with my sink. And I watched a YouTube video. I'm definitely a white-collar kind of guy, not really a blue-collar kind of guy. But, you know, you got your homeowner, you're trying to fix everything to save money. And so I'm like, I'm going to watch a YouTube video, and I'm going to fix this leak under my sink. I fixed the leak. My wife will let me be the man. It's like, go ahead. Let me get out, <laughs> let me get out of this way. And I did a, I went, bought the, I went to uh, Lowe's, get all the pieces, took this out, took that out. I was like, oh, God, help me take all this stuff out. 
right? I'm getting under the sink, fixing all it. I've never touched a pipe, been a plumber, and it worked. But then a couple of months later, I had the same problem again because I was not a good installer. <laughs> I, my, then I had to go get my neighbor across the street who is a professional at what he does. He came in, didn't have the time, and da, 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 boom, and it's been, I mean, it works perfectly now. Right? <laughs> because what, what, when it's done the right way, it works permanently. When you try to fix it, it's a patch job. It's temp come on, come on, preach for me. Preach for me. It's temporary. Have you ever tried to put something together or fix something in your life that was a patch job? And God's saying, move over, let me do it. Because when you do it, it's temporary. But when I do it, it's permanent. He will permanently bless you. The last definition is to appoint or to ordain. Go to the next scripture for me real quick here. I want to wrap this up. I love this scripture. I want to give you an example of some bold moves. I want to talk about Joseph real quick. And this is an example of a bold move, somebody that made a bold move. Joseph was a bold man, really bold. How many people know the story of Joseph, right? Joseph was thrown in a pit. Joseph was thrown in jail. Joseph had a rough life. We love the part that he was a prime minister, but Joseph had a rough process to get to be a prime minister. It was no joke, right? But God established him. And watch this. This is, what, this is where the door opened for Joseph. Joseph is in jail, right? He's gifted to, to interpret dreams and visions. The word gets back to the king that, hey, there's a man that's locked up in jail that is gifted to interpret dreams and visions. Now, here's the danger with that. If you were brought before the king, and I want you to study this in your own prayer time and study time. If you were brought before the king and you gave the king wrong information, he could kill you. Okay? He can, he can literally put you to death. So it was, you were better off if you were in fear to be quiet, right, than to say something. <laughs> That's a revelation by itself, right? Uh-uh. But here it is, Joseph is making a bold move. Turning to Joseph, watch this, he interprets a dream, and turning to Joseph, uh, he says, uh, Pharaoh said to him, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, look at this, you are the wisest man in the country. Ben, that's big. I'm just trying to be the wisest in Philly, but he says, hey, you, <laughs> you are the wisest in the whole country. Why? Because God gave him wisdom or something. Didn't go to college for it, didn't go to Harvard, but he went into the presence of God. And he became the wisest man. Go to the next verse. You're right for me. Pharaoh said to Joseph, now here it goes, watch this. I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Think about that. Didn't hand him a resume, right? Just got out of jail. Now imagine somebody got out of jail a couple of I'm just saying, got out of jail, right, never been in politics, never did nothing, and they just became the, the mayor, right? You'd be like, dude, what qualifies you, man? I, I want to hear what your thought on health care, education, prison reform. I, I want to hear all that stuff. No, 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 no. You got out, I'm going to put you over my entire land because you are clearly the wisest man of all of Egypt. Verse 42, then Pharaoh, look at this, removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. Now, if you know anything about a signet ring of a king, a king was able to make a decree with his ring. So when he had the ring on his finger, listen up, and he gave it over to Joseph, he said, Joseph, whatever you put 
my ring and that wax, and you decree law, it's going to be law. He gave him the ability to decree, watch this, because he was willing to make bold moves. Power is not giving to people who are scared to make bold moves. God wants you to make bold moves for him. He is hungry for bold people. He is tired of the scared Christians. He wants some people who are going to be bold. He says he dressed him in fine linen clothes and hung a gold chain. He became a rapper overnight, hung a gold chain around his neck. I mean, Joseph was like, what? I got a chain around my neck. I got a ring on my finger. I'm over all of Egypt. What? I mean, imagine what that must have felt like. Everybody in jail thought he was crazy. His family thought he was crazy. Now he got a gold chain, a ring, and hanging out with Pharaoh. Joseph was the man. Look at this next verse. Why, it gets even better. Next verse. Then he had Joseph riding the chariot. I got a Mercedes, a Maybach. Now watch this. His chariot didn't have beat up ponies. He had the chariot that Pharaoh had. He had thoroughbreds. He had the best horses in the kingdom. And he's like, I got a chain, I got a ring, and I got my own chariot. Didn't even have to pay any horse notes. I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. Some of you are going to get on the way home. Horse notes, car notes. All right. Uh, reserve, <laughs> reserve for the second command. Watch this. And wherever, here, here it is. Now, this is awesome. I'm going to close with this in the next verse. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, kneel down. Now, this is powerful because when God, when you got saved and received Christ into your life, he took off your old rags and he gave you new rags. He took your old nature and gave you his nature. And anything that was in your life that would not bow, have you ever had those stubborn things in your life that just won't go away? Come on, come on. Those stubborn habits that just won't go away. Those stubborn thoughts that just want to lodge itself in your minds. He says when you step into who God called you to be, watch this. The shout goes out, you got to nail down. Those stubborn things that used to have control over you and go toe-to-toe with you, when you know who you are in God, it begins to nail down. That means it can no longer have authority over you because what? He says, Jesus, I put everything under your feet. It has to nail down. Stop letting it stand up to you because it doesn't have authority to stand up to you. Come on, you don't get it. Come on, I need you to get that. Kneel down. Debt, kneel down. Sickness, kneel down. Stress, kneel down. Anxiety, kneel down. Worry, kneel down. Those things have to kneel down. Hatred, kneel down. Wherever Joseph went, wherever he went, it was called out to kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all of Egypt, and Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Wow. Feel that rod right there. This is a man that was in jail. Now he got a chariot. He got a security detail. 
everything adjusts now to his new rank. I want to close with this. Close your Bibles. I'm done. I'll finish another day. I remember I was in Midtown Manhattan one time. Come on up, Rob. Yep. And don't worry about it. And I was in Midtown Manhattan. And uh, I was by uh, 40 something Street and 7th. If you've ever been in Midtown Manhattan, you know it's very busy. I was taking some classes at NYU, and uh, I remember coming outside after one of my classes, and, and, and all of a sudden, there were all these black SUVs, and everybody just started standing on the side of the corner. And I said, what's going on? I didn't understand what was happening. Well, come to find out that at that time, when I was doing that, President Obama was president, and he had come into Manhattan. And it's amazing because as crowded as Midtown is, everything in Midtown had to adjust to who the president was. Let that sit for a minute. Everything had to adjust to who he was and the office he sat in. You couldn't cross the street. They had all these guys with rifles along the street. You couldn't move. You just had to stand in until the whole entourage went by, and then everything went back to normal. When you are a child of God, when you show up, everything adjusts to who you are. Things that would not bow have to bow. Atmospheres that would not behave have to behave. Are you hearing me? Doors that were closed have to open. Doors that were open have to close. Things that were out of order become in order because you are a child of God. And everything has to adjust to who you are. Joseph made some bold moves. And guess what? He would have never got his promotion if he allowed fear to stop him from being bold. Think about that. I want you to put your Bibles down and just stand to your feet for a moment. And my prayer today is that you become bold, that you won't be fearful, that fear will no longer fill your heart, that fear of, well, you know, nobody in my family was able to get this done. Nobody was able to, you know, be successful in my family or everybody in my family died from this illness or whatever it is, whatever lie the enemy continues to tell you. I'm here to let you know today that God wants you to be bold. As a matter of fact, he said, don't just be bold, be what? Very bold. <laughs> When's the last time you were very bold? When's the last time you say, God, I'm going to go for it. God, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to obey. You've been dealing with me for this for years. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do this. Uh, I, I'm just going to go. I, I have a friend who goes on a subway in New York City and preaches the gospel. I'm like, dude, I can preach in front of people that I know, but man, you, like in a sub, I always thought people like you were crazy, but my friend, he's really not crazy, but that's just his assignment. Like, he'll stand up in the middle of the A train and start preaching. I'm like, that's bold, man. That's very bold. What is God calling you to do that requires you to be very bold? What if we had a church full of very bold people? What could God do if you were very bold? But watch this, it works when you know his will. 
where the will of God is known, that's where faith begins. Where the will of God is known is where faith begins. So I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to pray for those who want boldness. Maybe fear has gripped your life. Maybe you've been living in fear and it started out from a season of shame that led to fear and you just been stuck there. There's things that you want to do that you just can't get done because it just it just keeps hitting you back and you just you stay in there. Joseph was in prison before he made his bold move. And normally that stopped before the boldness is jail. You're, you're, you're in bondage. But he said, today I'm going to give you boldness. Boldness. If you want boldness, I just want you to lift those hands. I'm going to pray. And we're just going to believe God to give you the spirit of boldness. Not fear, but boldness. Courage. Strength. Moses said, be strong, be courageous, fear not. That's boldness. God said, hey, I just need you to let me establish it. You decree it, I'll establish it. You write it down, write the vision down, make it plain, and I will make it work. Father, we thank you for everyone that has put their hand up saying, I wanted to be bold for the kingdom. I pray today that the spirit of boldness to be very bold will come upon them. I pray that fear will be driven out and the gifts and the talents that you have given them shall come into fruition. I decree that there shall be no more fear, but I speak fearless, 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 fearless. Fearless. Let them make bold decisions for Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise for it. Just lift those hands for a moment and just receive it. Come on. Come on, just receive it. Come on, just open your heart to him. While those heads are bowed and those eyes are closed, there may be someone here that says, listen, I'm, I'm not saved. I don't have Jesus in my heart. And if you're here today and you've never experienced the reckless love of God, I mean, think about those lyrics. Reckless. He didn't care how bad the situation was. He got in there with you. That's how bold God is. And if you're here today, you say, you know, Pastor Andre, I've never received Jesus, or I used to have a relationship with him, and I don't have a relationship with him right now. The Bible says this very awesome scripture in the book of Romans, that if you confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he says you shall 
be saved. If you are here today and you're not saved or you want to rededicate your life, I'm going to say this prayer, and I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. You don't have to roll on the floor. You don't have to jump up and down, none of those crazy things. You just have to, he says, confess out of your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again. He says, you shall be saved. That quick, a new nature is born inside of you. If that's you today, I want you to repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come to you, a sinner. I ask today that you come into my heart. Save me, wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again on the third day. And today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, put those hands together and give God praise. Come on. Somebody high five and say, God is good. Come on. He's good. Listen, real quick, we're going to let you go. Thank you for giving us your time today. Just grab your seat for one second, two minutes, you'll be out the door. All right? How many people had a good time today in the Word? Come on, you had a good time in the Word today. Awesome. We're so excited that you are. Hey, Yuri, don't tell them goodbye yet. Uh, we're so glad that you <laughs> he's trying to get everybody out the door already we're, we're so glad that you came by to fellowship with us listen, we have the rest of the year planned out already all the way through January starting in January and it's going to be a good year for Ruach City Church, amen? amen we have some exciting things we're putting on the calendar and we're excited about it and I'm excited about what God is doing in your life, we are committed to your growth, amen Pastor Rick said it best your growth must be your priority, right? It can't just be my priority for you. You have to make your spiritual growth your priority. So I want you real quickly to get a seat in your hand. If this is your first time here, we always say don't, you don't feel no pressure to give at all. But if you're a part of Ruach City Church and you call Ruach City Church your home, I'm asking you to get a seat in your hand. We're going to do this quickly. Whatever the Lord lays upon your heart, I want you to get get excited. How many people believe that Ruach is some good soil to put seed in? Amen? I pray every week over your seed. Every week. I said, Lord, everyone that puts seed into this ground to help us do the gospel, I pray that you give it back to them with increase and overflow. Amen? Every week. Amen. How many people are getting some testimonies back? Come on, we need some testimony people. Come on, heaven. Thank you. I know Ben, you always got it. Ben and Chris always got testimony. They live in testimonyville. We got some testimony. So we're going to have, you know, back, back when I was growing up in church, we had testimony service. Remember those days? Testimony. You had one? All right. You want to tell a testimony? All right. Come on up. Come on. Come on. 
Another day? All right, another day. All right, all right. All right. Okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> That's a blessing. Come on. That was good. Okay. Amen. She made 